for that. Pray with me now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this moment, this opportunity, this time that we have now to proclaim something that, God, you've already said that you're sharing even in this moment. So we thank you. And so I ask that the words that will come from my mouth, the motives of my heart, Lord, that they will be acceptable unto you, God, for you are my strength and my redeemer. I'm also grateful for the privilege of impartation. And I pray as, as well that those that have an ear, let them hear what you, the Spirit of the Lord, has to say to them, the church today. God, whether you're watching this live or even later, I pray that it will speak to your life. God, I thank you for the moments that we have, Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, 6 a.m. I thank you for those moments. God, that it doesn't feel like I'm overwhelmed even in this moment as it relates to having to relay what you've said. So God, thank you for the time that we spend together learning and growing. And God, let this moment be one of those. So God, I just ask that you just bless us and keep us. And we're thankful for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, would you shout amen. amen. Come on, give God one of those praises you got right there. All right, I won't be long. I won't be long. I got my time up. Uh, that, they say it's a game today. I have you out before the game. Amen. That's why we had question marks up there. We don't know who's going to win. I could I couldn't have put my predictions up there. Would y'all would have took that word? Y'all probably would have betted on it. No, but I put question mark. But no, I'm praising God for you. Hey, y'all know what time it is. Let me see them what? Bibles, 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 Bibles. Put your Bibles in the air and wave them like you do care. Amen. Somebody say, oh yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Amen. If you don't have one, get one from the ushers. They got one for you there. Where am I at today? <clears throat> Man, I'm jumping into a brand new um, segment of this series, um, Greatness. Um, next week, I'm going to be teaching on a uh, whole month of February. I'll be teaching on the greatest love. And man, when I tell you I was studying these past um, week and God gave me this one subject for next month called tough love. Ooh, I was like, oh, Lord. I ain't like, I ain't like the way that one was going. Sometimes we don't like that tough love. All right. I found out that tough love go past what you told somebody to do. All right. And so we're going to study that. But we're in this year of greatness. Somebody shout greatness. greatness. And so we declared 2023 as the year of greatness. 2023 is our year of greatness. And so as we declared, we were talking about some great things. We talked about how greatness costs you. And I've just been really adamant about just understanding um, greatness, like greatness is what I see and greatness is what I desire all around me. And so what do I have to do? Ushers, go ahead and readjust me. Y'all going to stay, y'all so amazingly obedient to the will of God that y'all was not, y'all was not going to leave the limits of your post. And only going to quit your post when properly relieved. <laughs> Amen. I still know my first general order. I still know it. I still got it. I still got it. It was, it was older, boy. That's, that's an usher for you right there, boy. Listen, I stand here the whole time and I'm just, <laughs> I appreciate you all so much, man. We got some amazing people. That's great people right there. See, greatness is all around us all the time. And you know what? I was saying something this week, and, and I was at a few basketball games. Anybody go to games throughout the week sometime and see people? 
you know, and I'll be like, man, you know, um, and I heard that every time somebody is real good, they decide to move from El Paso. I said, so is that why we never come and see no great games? Like somebody balling out? Like, <laughs> like why, why, why everybody got to go? I be thinking that like, God, we should, I said, let's start making people great. Right where we are, because why you got to go somewhere else after you get great? That was, just, that, that was my perspective. That was just me being selfish. Because I was like, man, you know, somebody should be dunking. Alley hooping, I'm from Florida, so I see, I seen great, I seen great ball players, and not that El Paso don't, that pastor got some good, but I'll be like, man, I said, where's so-and-so at? Oh, they moved to so-and-so because they ain't got no competition here. I said, well, they ain't played me yet. I was joking. <laughs> All right, come on back, hold back. You will hurt yourself. Um, no, seriously, I'll be thinking that, like, oh, why do we not see greatness everywhere? And so I've been thinking about these things that personally, like, God, is this a great place to do ministry? I think it is. And so greatness is what I see. And greatness is what I desire all around me. So I'm in the business of making things great. And so one of the things I shared at the beginning of this year is that you got to pay the cost to be great. I said that, we talked on that, and so many people don't want to pay the cost to be great because what happens is that when you be great, you're going to experience some hate. We know about that, right? And then you can't hate to be great because I found out that everything you hate has the potential to make you great. You know, some of the things I hate really has the potential to make me great. And so in order to be great, I got to be able to take on some hate. And so I just thank God for these moments that we have to walk in this thing. And so today I want to kind of bring into your understanding, I want to interject this thought. And I want to say to us today, before we transition even to the next month, can I just declare over our life, it's all great? See, when I find out when God starts working a bunch of stuff for my good, it has the potential to turn out real great for me. So when God starts taking every little piece of your life, configuring it together, I know you thought that failed thing or that thing that did not happen the way you wanted to happen or it did not come out or even the stuff you thought was good and you wish your life was always like that. Anybody wish that old El Paso weather was like yesterday afternoon? Like, man, this thing feel good. It was like, it was like winter in the morning and spring at noon. I'm like, I like this. And we wish it could just stay that way. But just like the weather, situations change in our life. Ups and downs and different things occur. And we got to make sure that we declare, God, I, you ain't just working with my good stuff, you're working with some of the bad stuff too. And when you put that thing together, it's going to be amazing for our life. And that's why we're here. That's why we're embarking in these moments. And we're going to talk about greatest love next Monday. We're going, to, we're going to increase our love and how to understand to do it the way God declares it. And so what we've been teaching on for the last couple of weeks is Romans chapter 8. Go there with me um, real quickly. We've been talking about there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. We started the chapter off in verse number 1 declaring that because Paul was declaring to us as believers in the future that it's, this is for that person that even thinks it's too late to be great. 
That man, you've done too much or so many things occurred in your life and maybe too many mishaps. And God said, get in Christ because there's no condemnation. For those that are in Christ, Jesus. And these are ways that God brings us back to referencing his will for our lives. And so we talked about those things. We really emphasize that scripture. And then we got around verse 18 and we talked about your present day sufferings. Do not compare to the glory of God that will be revealed. It doesn't stand even in comparison. It doesn't even amount into, the, it don't even supposed to be in the mix. In other words, God is simply saying some of the things that we're enduring right now, when we get to the place of greatness, we will even disregard these moments. Some of the stuff that we think, if you've ever reached a place that you've gotten great at, I promise you, you had a whole bunch of different type of challenges and maybe even failures. I've even met mothers at childbirth. They went through nine months of blood, sweat, and tears. My mama used to remind me of that quite frequently. And so what happened is that, but when that joy comes, the pain doesn't even matter anymore and it's a groan that God gives us so that we'll move forward in God's purpose for our life and so last week I wanted to emphasize this one more time here are ways to be great somebody shout ways to be great and somebody messaged me this week said pastor I want to thank you for just sharing this with me because I applied these principles to my life and I see that God performed them in my life and one of the first things I declared about ways to be great is that you got to be passionate somebody shall be passionate you also have to work hard say work hard and also you got to be good somebody shall be good and be real good I mean, real good. I, I mean, I, I, I was messing with a little girl. Um, but not messing with her, but just behind her. She wanted all the spelling bees at her school and some other science fairs. And I happened to be sitting next to her. I said, girl, you're going to be great everywhere you go, huh? And, uh, and I, this is what I asked her. Let me tell you what I asked her. I said, when you want all those spelling bees, which one was the hardest word to spell? And I thought she was going to tell me something like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Like, I thought she was going to give me And she looked back and she said, None of them. I said, excuse me? And I said, greatness is what I see. Because that's how my, because I, 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 when I heard it come out, she's like, I'm like, none of them? I thought you were going to make up, give me a hard one, I was going to try to spell it with you. This is a, and, and, and then somebody next to me said, man, Pastor, I was, I was stuck on the word the other day. It was so long for me to try to figure out how to sound it out. Anybody be at that point in your life, you be sounding out words like, I don't, I like, God, how to spell that? <laughs> Decision. <laughs> you like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Differentiate. <laughs> you know, you like, what's that? And so I was just like, great, okay. So, 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 I'm, so I'm getting this, and they, they, they're under the same, we're in the same flow. And so I said, God, work hard, be good and real good because greatness requires you being not just good but real good. And the Bible teaches that I'm talking about remain focused. Somebody shout, remain focused. Because sometimes you can get great and lose yourself. Push the limits. You got to push the limits. Look, this ain't where I'm supposed to be. Some of y'all pushed the limits this, moment, this morning when y'all needed God to move. Y'all moved out from where you are and you was about to stay where you are, but you sense God saying, move. I had to push myself past my own limits. And serving others, you're going to be great. God has given you, he's made you great to give back. 
and be creative. You're going to get some amazing things in your life and be persistent. Somebody shout, be persistent. And that's why I want to start it today because it talks about creation's grown. And that's where we at in Romans chapter 8, man. This thing is really dealing with a whole lot of stuff. And I said last week, we're going to get to the part of the groan because I wanted you all to know that greatness groans for you. It groans for you. It desires you. Creation itself is like waiting on the children of God to get it together to God and so many times we see the world and it's like we as believers we would take the back burner on some of the most amazing and major decisions of our world and sometimes it looks as though we get afraid or we get scared or we don't see the greatness of the word in which our world is built on See, our country is not just a Christian country. Our world is built around the word of God. In the beginning, God reached into nothing and throughout what? The entire universe. We believe that from our faith because our faith tells us that God made every, everything that is, is because of him. The earth is whose? The Lord's and the fullness thereof and not just some, but what? All that dwells therein. So I ain't just taking this country. I'm saying that this is the God of the world. God so loved not El Paso, but the what? So this is a worldwide word. www.dat. Worldwide. And sometimes we limit ourselves. See, greatness is so vast because God is that way. God is everywhere. He wants to be. He's not good some of the time. How often is he good? And all the time. Okay, y'all know that. That's what we say. That's what we declare. And if God is in us, if we be in Christ, greatness is in us as well. And so creation's grown for that. We as believers groan awaiting the coming of Christ. Like, like, like this is what this, script, this whole text is talking about in Romans 8. It, it, it's a groan. Like we are working not just to get to the next level, but I believe we're working on our next life. Anybody declare that right now? I ain't, no, no, no. I ain't showing up to the church just to have church today. I'm working on if I die today. Uh, okay, y'all hear the, maybe y'all hear this to say you came before you watched your game. Maybe that's the case. But I'm here to prepare myself for the, the life after this one. Like my, 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 my creed, what I do, it grows for the coming of Christ. Because I know that one day we all, somebody shout we all. All right, every black knee, every white knee, every brown knee, every, whatever knee you got, gonna have to bow. And every tongue, not might, but will confess Jesus Christ. I promise you that. And the thing of it is, is that our soul, this is what keeps us going and pursuing greatness, is because our soul, because he who began a good work is not going to complete it tomorrow. Next week, it's going to be completed at the coming of Christ, at the day of Christ Jesus. So my soul, as I pursue greatness, it groans for the coming of Christ. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This is what keeps us going. This is what keeps you getting up. This is what keeps me coming back after people talk about me. 
And folks, betray, whatever happens in your life, whatever's going on, it keeps you pursuing what God has for you, purpose. Because it's not mine, it's his, right? It's not yours. I don't care how good you are, it's not your purpose. It is God's purpose, if we're believers, to fulfill his purpose because that's the only way we're going to see it work out for our good if we are aligned, not just doing it, but walking. The Bible says according. That's the alignment to fulfill the assignment over our life. we got to be according to the purpose of God and our, our own agenda to see all the little things, the good and the bad, the indifferent and the difficult, work for our good. Because when I see all those little pieces working together, I can declare it's all great. Somebody shout, it's all great. The other indwelling or the other thing that groans is the indwelling of Holy Spirit that intercedes for us. There's another groan, and I'm going to talk about it, I'm going to get to it, I want, to, I want you to have some understanding. There's a groan that comes from the inside of us that always wants and desires to do the will of God for our life. That's the Holy Spirit. It's on the inside, and it groans. It's that thing that says, you know what? You know that ain't right for you. And sometimes we can ignore that groan. Some of y'all thought it was a growl. Some of, we, some of us are messed up uh, intergestion with the indwelling of Holy Spirit. And God will tell you sometimes, he said, man, you know what? You could, anybody say, man, I felt that all in my spirit. You know, some super saved people, they be like, ooh, I, ooh oh, hallelujah, I felt that one. Oh. Why do you always do this? I be wondering that. Like, why, why? Well, oh, like I, oh, oh, okay. There's something on the inside of you. Okay. And the Bible tells us that because you have to recognize these things. It's you as the individual that has the fortitude, the tenacity to move forward. But there's something on the inside that says, you know what? This is what's right for you. I'm encouraging you when nobody else says yes to you or go boy or go girl. The Holy Spirit groans and it intercedes for us. In the, and, and this groan is what guarantees our greatness. I'm going to talk about it because it calls from around us and it calls from inside of us and it keeps us pursuing greatness. And I've discovered that our trials have a way of redirecting our prayers. Anybody ever find that to be true? Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how. Because I found out yet that most moments, those moments that bring us to a place that we declare, okay, God, I tried to do it myself. But I need you to get me through this. Anybody ever been to that place? Like, God, you know what? I, tried, I, I thought that it was for me. I thought that was for me. I thought that was, I, I shouldn't do that. But God, I did not, I don't think I listened to you all the way. Because I may know everything that good may not be God. Well, that's a good idea, I said, but that may not be God. I mean, you, you may be, you might, you're about to get yourself in something. And so, and so I have to say to myself, God, I found out that when I go through trials, that's why he says your present day suffering does not compare because what happens at those moments, this is why this greatness is going to cost us. We're going to have to go through some things to become great. It's because God is always trying to get us to understand that there's never a point in your life that you're going to be able to do the will of God on your own. And you can be so busy sometimes that you fail to hear the instructions on how to even make the bitter situation in your life better. And God says, man, this is the point I got your attention now. Amen to that somebody. 
Because some of us, many of times, have been in that place where God got our full undivided attention. Because we done tried it, we done trusted everything except for him. And God said, now I'm going to show you how to get through into this next place of greatness. Because the real deal is what God is trying to get us to in this chapter is to really develop our prayer life. That's what it really kind of boils down to. He's saying that in order to understand greatness, you're going to have to understand how to tap into the part of you that knows the will of God for your life. How many know that's going to come by way of persistent and become greater in your prayer life? Now, this is why I say this. Because now I understand that things can happen. How many know that things can just happen in your life unexpectedly? And I found out that ready or not, some things going to come. But I found out as well that prayer can prepare you for it. How many know that prayer can? I'm serious about this because God is really trying to get us to understand that our prayers prior, prior to the problems, because he knows that things are going to come. And so he's trying to get us to tap into that thing on the inside of us and the thing that drives us to say, I need for you to stay in consistent communication with me because I don't need for things to go wrong in your life before you seek my face. But if you can stay consistent with me, I'm going to get you to some things. I'm going to make you greater because I understand that by our actions, our actions is an indication who we've been talking to prior to our problems. Y'all ain't gonna hear me today. I promise you, you're gonna make you up a little bit, maybe kind of a little uncomfortable. But I'm telling you what happens so many times. God is saying, hey, I need you to understand that there's something in you, there's something that's grown in to get you better, but what you got to do is develop a consistent communication with me because what happens is that when you face the suffering, when you have to pay the cost to be great, when, when, when you got to do what you got to do for God and nobody else in your life likes it. And the fact that the fact of the matter is that you may disappoint some other people. Maybe some things in your life may no longer exist. I told you a few weeks ago you had to be afraid, cannot be afraid of your farewells because there are going to be some things you're going to have to say farewell to in order to be great. But I found out that, that when you say farewell to certain things, it can really hurt you. It could be a suffering point for you. But I understand as well that when you go through anything, when you face it, what you say and what you do next will be a direct indication who you've been discussing things with prior to your problems. I said a few months ago that so many people go to their phone before they go to his throne. Girl, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what he did. So you're going through. But God said, this is how you're going to make it greater for your life. Because he says, what happens a lot of times, we'll go to the phone and tell everybody what's going on. And then now when God fixes it, we got to tell him what God did. And how many know that you can't tell everybody everything? Some folks will keep your stuff the way you told them then. And they be sitting around, and they, they, they don't even want you to come out of your problem. They sitting there like, girl, you, I'm glad you're going through that. They, they may have smiled with you, and they were praying for you, but they glad you down for a moment. Because some people see your down as they come up. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I'm telling you, I've been in a place for many times that people will follow you just to get themselves followed. 
and then stop following. Amen, amen. People will attach themselves to your greatness. And so what happens is that you go through these moments, and when you understand, the Bible is teaching us in these moments that we go to that phone, and I, I believe that some people are posting before they are praying. See, who you've been talking to and who you need, see, there's some things you got to learn how to go to God to because when you come out of that thing, you're going to be greater than you've ever been. Anybody ever had that going through something and all you had to do is retract for a second and get into the presence of God? Some folks were trying to call you and ask you where you were. They was texting you and you like, I'm good. I just got to get away for a second. I ain't got time to talk to nobody because until I hear what God has to say, I realize that my present day suffering will still be if I don't get the God, if I don't get God in it. And this is why it promotes this prayer life. This per I know we all, when you look at it, you see it because what happens is that it says, I, I found out, man, that uh, uh, people are on Facebook before they take a faith look at it and realize that what you're hoping for will happen. Like, we're looking at, man, God, man, what do you got to say? What are you gonna oh, God, God said, let's take a faith look at it. You ain't got to go to Facebook for it. I got a word because some people are on Instagram exploiting their insecurities instead of inviting God's input. Let me tell it. God said, this is how you're going to be great because what you're going through does not compare. And I completely under, if I can be totally honest with us, with us all, me, myself, personally, that there are times that even when I go to God, I don't even know what to say. Anybody been there? Yeah, any, no, nobody ain't been there before, huh? Matter of fact, I can tell you this quite a few times. I go to God, and I'll be like, God, here I am. Anybody been there before? And all of a sudden, you just start saying, hmm, all right, Jesus. It's just me and you. You and I. This is us. Nobody know what I'm talking about this morning. And all you can do is call, okay, on the name of Jesus. And sometimes there's a groan, okay, <laughs> in your belly. Anybody ever had that moment in your life? And this is what it is. This is what it is. The scripture says right here, let me tell you. Y'all was, was, they were right in there. They were right in there. Felt like preaching up in here. Because I found out there is a sound that I make that may not sound like anything, but it says everything. Anybody got a groan in your spirit today? That sometimes you've been before God and said, God, I know I ain't got nothing to say, but what my spirit is going to say to you. He's going to tell you everything that's wrong with me. Because I'm locked into this moment. And this is what Romans 8, the Bible we talk about in verse 26 says, it says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit, somebody shout the Spirit. The Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. This is why Paul is, I know we want to be great, we want to know, Pastor, tell me, but God said you have to line that thing up tight. He says sometimes I got to just go to God before I go to anybody else and just sit in his presence and say, mm, Jesus. And verse 27 says, look, it says what? It says, and he who searches our hearts. How many know God knows your heart? Yes. 
Somebody say, he really does. Like, he really does. It says, he who searches our heart knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in what? Accordance. Not to our will, not my way, but to who way? To who way? To who way? To the will of God. Why? Because when we get in the will of God, it's an indication we are in the word of God, and then we can fulfill the purpose of God. That's the word God. God said, you got to make sure you're in my will. And my will comes through my word. And you got to be able to get into that place that even when you don't know what to say, you get into my presence and I will tell Because when we develop this understanding, it's then when we will understand how to walk according to his purpose and his plan for our life and not our own. And I found out something, y'all, that it would not just be my understanding. It will be the understanding of everyone in the room because God desires not just for what I'm going through and what I faced in my life to turn out for my good. The Bible declares that it's going to be a collaboration of us all gaining the understanding that we will know it's going to work out for the good. It's something when you walk in the room and you could come to me and say, Pastor, I'm going through right now and I can say, I believe with you right now. Why? Because we don't have, a, we don't have an opposite God. We ain't got a God on the side. We got a God that we've both been serving, and if we believe that it's going to work out for the good, we begin to have knowledge and understanding and not assumptions. How many know that people sometimes, matter of fact, many of us, I can say that about myself, let me just correct it, because it's been many a time that I done sat down and I prayed to God, and I was like, God, I don't know if you're going to do this one. God said, well, you must don't know me then. So you think it's going to work for your good. God said, we know. Somebody shout, and we know. And see, that's why I can tell y'all it's going to be great. It is all great. When people ask me how I'm doing, it ain't got to be all right. But it's all good. <coughs> Amen. Oh, you ain't telling me the truth. I said, I am telling you the truth. I'm telling you what my future says. And faith, it says, is going to be great. And that's why in Romans 8, and verse number 28, and I'm not going to read verse just 28, I got to read it all because it makes sense when you put it all together because we like verse number 28 and it's be like, man, God, it's going to work together for my good and that's all that's going to matter. I ain't going to think about nothing else. I ain't got to do nothing. I ain't got to pray. I ain't got to go to church. I ain't got to serve. I ain't got to tithe. I ain't got to have a good attitude. I ain't got to be nice to people. And you know what? It's going to work out for my good. I said, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. It ain't going to be too good for you. Look what it says here. It says, verses 20, it says, and we know. Somebody shout, and we know. That's my favorite part of the whole scripture. Because I ain't the only one that know. Anybody else can testify that God's been good to you? Okay, am I in a room by myself that God has healed anybody else besides me? Uh, anybody had something that you didn't think you're going to ever get out of or in, get rid of? Maybe in a, Something in your life, you said, God is probably going to be with me forever, and God delivered you from it? So I ain't the only one that know. Anybody seen God take your mistakes? <laughs> your messed up choices? <laughs> You're always not being so nice? I'm not always being obedient to God? 
and still just turn that thing, you're like, what happened? See, the world can't understand how sometimes if you just stay in Christ. See, what the enemy wants us to do is get out of Christ and not stay in him so that we'll get all the condemnation we're supposed to get and what we do deserve and not fall under the mercy of God and still walk in his purpose. And this is what I love about this, y'all, because Romans 8, it says it. It says, and we know that all things, and some verse, some verse say work together, but this, this NIV says, all things God works for the good of those who love who? We're going to talk about him next week. We're going to take uh, the, the love of God. We're going to talk about those who love him back. It says those who love him who have been what? Called according to whose purpose? I got to stop right there for a second because there's a bunch of things happening right here. It's working for your good. And so since it's working for your good, I just believe it's bound to be great. But look what verse 29 says. It don't just says, it, it don't stop right there for those who love the Lord and call to his purpose. It says for those. This is a continuation. It says for those God foreknew. Jesus. Don't wait for your problem to come for God to know you. Okay, y'all hear that I just said. Sometimes the first time God hear from us, or the first time we act like we know him, is when we in something. See, when you look at this, it says, when it gonna work out for it says, for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son. So every day, all that we face, all that we go through, all that we are doing is to develop Christ-like characteristics. God is literally every day forming us into the image so that when people see us, they see God manifested. This is what, every time people say this, these, they, they use a lot of cliches, but when you use the Bible, it shows you that everything, that when God is working together, he's taking your good, your bad, your ugly, your difficult and different, and he's placing it and he's forming you, shaping you, molding you. How many of some of the mess you've been in made you who you are? I promise you that. And the good stuff, all the stuff. He said he knew you, he's predestined to conform to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. And I'm telling y'all, in this season, I, and I, I already seen it happen. Somebody came to me last week, and they shared with me, Pastor, I went into my job, and they was talking about me in rooms I did not enter yet. And when I read this scripture, when you're living according to the purpose of God, God will cause your greatness to be announced in areas you haven't arrived yet. People will begin to say things and talk because they see the predestined part of God. Anybody ever been in that place where you can see or somebody saw something in you before you saw it in yourself? 
Anybody, as a leader, you saw something in someone, they say, man, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I was in, even with my staff, I, I sent my, my team for a lot of training and different things. When I, when I want to learn something, I say, hey, somebody go learn this. And somebody go do that. Or somebody go try to do this. And then they be like, but Pastor, I don't know. I said, well, let's at least try it so we at least know it. And all of a sudden, they come back with so much more information. They come back with so much greatness on the inside of us. And I said, man, who God, you don't never know where you are in your life and what God has called you to do. And what God is saying that when I call you, I don't care what somebody else got to say. He said, who I call, I justify. I, it's just as if I, it's just, it's just if I did nothing. People think, oh, man, you can't use that person. You, you, know who they, you know who they are? And you know where they come from? And you know they just, God said, I can use anybody if they align themselves according to my will. See, the last time somebody saw you, you may was out of God's will. But you lined yourself up. And you'll go back in some of those same environments and impact them and make them greater than they've ever been. And that's what God is trying to get us. He said, if you focus on me, if you keep my will in front of yours and never allow your way to interfere with my way for your life, because so many things can come up, trials can happen. How many know that suffering may not look like somebody, your suffering may not look like somebody else's? How you deal with something may be different how somebody else deal with something. But I found that no matter what you're dealing with or what you're going through, our God has a way of knowing and understanding how to get you through it. There's not a problem, there's not a circumstance that God is not familiar with. There's not a situation that he has not handled yet. God said, I already know this stuff. So that's how I can guarantee it's going to work out for your good. This ain't my first rodeo. That's why you got to stay in me because everything I purposed in you, I did not forfeit that when you made a bad choice, when you may not understood something or you didn't have something you thought you needed. It was still my purpose in your life to be fulfilled and I'm taking everything that you've been through, I'm taking everything I got for you to do and I'm forming it into a perfect image because what happens this is what God is doing it because by the time God does it in us there will be nobody in your life to take the credit there will be nobody say I did that for them or they wouldn't be there because of me God said I'm going to take you through some things that by the time you get to the end result of that it will be me that will be seen in everything that you're doing it will be me to be the I will get the glory out of our life and can I give you one quick thing real quickly there are two purposes that God have if I can leave you with this there's two purposes of God if you want to understand how it's going to work together for your good uh, from those that walk, into, uh, walk according to God's purpose. Here is his purpose. This is it. Real easy, real simple. His purpose is always, if you want to know if you're walking in God's purpose, is always for our good and for his glory. If you ever want to know, am I doing the purpose of God? Everything you do, I promise you, you apply these two principles. This is how you're going to know. This is going to cause everything. Because when you're in his purpose, you got to guarantee that maybe it might not go the way I thought it was, but it's going to turn out for my good. Maybe everybody didn't come on board, everybody that I invited didn't show up, but this business is still going to turn out good. Because it's for my good and his glory. It's going to do some good. I, God, I, I'm going to see the goodness of you in my life, but if this thing doesn't bring your glory, I know it, it ain't also in your purpose. If it just make you look good and don't bring God glory, 
Somebody shout, it's not his purpose. It's not. And it may turn out all right. It may have come together eventually. But I want to see God work that thing for my good. See, when God orchestrated, see, I, he, he'll take you when you've been shattered versus just been broken. Because some of us not just have been broken in a piece, some of us has been broken apart. And God has a way of bringing those elements back together. And that's why I want to share because it leading us into next week where we're going to talk about this greatest love. And I've shared this throughout our ministry that you only can reciprocate that which you've received. And when we understand God loves, he has so many varieties of the way he shares his love with us. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's what, what we don't. Because I find out he chastised those who love, ooh, but can we go through those moments? See, that's why I'm here, because sometimes we may be thinking what God has taken us through is too tough. I've been there. Not long ago. Matter of fact, I can tell you it happened frequently at times. But I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. Like, God, how am I going to get through this one? What should I say to that situation? How would I? I don't even have a clue. I said, but what I'm not going to do is not trust you in the process. Not put you first. Not prioritize your word for my life. Because I realize that what you have all, his, the predestined of God is what we call his preview or his before video. That's the providential care of God. He has the video before it's even being put out there. He got the trailer of your life. He already understands, man, if we do this, it's going to be the result. If we don't do this, this could also be the result. And our goal is to trust the process of God so that we can see the greatness of God in our life. And I found out as well that greatness is going to require us to go through some things. You're going to have to endure. You're going to have to go through and navigate. And when I found out that prayer always gives me the path, I think Pastor T.T. shared something on Friday, allowed with prayer, how man, that sometimes when you're praying, how God can just show you the path. God, which way do I turn? Which way do I go? When I face the trials of many kinds, when I have to go through things in my life, because it ain't the good stuff, I promise you, that always give us the reason to glorify God. I mean, we let, thank God, but hey, he's good. But sometimes it's those moments where we have to endure that we appreciate God. That we honor him. We say, God, I appreciate you. I really do. And I'm going to do everything it takes to show you how appreciative I am. So I'm not going to forsake your word. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. In all my ways, I will acknowledge you. Why? because you will direct my path. So we're grateful to God today for just giving us those understandings to be greater in life. So I pray that you will understand it's all great because of all that's working good for your life. All those things that God is doing, he's bringing it together, and that's why we can declare it's all great. Would you stand?